Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. My man Patrick always hooking us up, doing a great job DJing a top of the charts Tuesday. Uh, Kung Fu fighting for you. My man Harge likes this jam. I do. Takes I him love back to his childhood. It there. does. Very much so. <laughs> Uh, Very much so. Was everybody Kung Fu fighting? Everybody was. I actually got a shirt that says, why was everybody Kung Fu fighting? I don't know why everybody was. <laughs> exactly. Was it The Last Dragon? I remember. Was it oh, before The that Last K- Dragon. That was it, dog. The Kung Fu movies became popular. That's why everybody was Kung Fu yeah, fighting. Yeah. Right? Because everybody's watching. Now nobody watches Kung Fu I movies like they the used to. I love the fact that you brought it up, too. But The Last Dragon that, was the, the, black, dragon. the black exploitation version of Kung Fu movies. I like that. Right? And I then love that. That's, I, but I, during that time, that's all I can think of. But I remember that time yeah. period. Man, the last dragon was it for me. But I don't know other than that why people just people imagine, just imagine young, <laughs> just imagine young Harge with his curls in oh. doing some kung fu fighting. Oh, oh yeah, know, I was in there, mm-hmm. dog. I yeah. was in the mix. I was in the mix. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> he probably shot. used his Jerry curls as a secret oh, yeah. weapon too, because I would make them slip <laughs> if yeah. they try to exactly. Could use it, slide in, exactly. throw it in your eye, and blind you with the Jerry instead curls of hitting them with the. Elbow, I hit him with the curl juice. <laughs> oh, powerful, powerful stuff. Um, all right. What's the last time you watched? Uh, uh, no, what's the last, last time you watched Dragon? Last Dragon? Yeah, it's been a while. It it, it don't just pop up on TV. You got to be on oh, VH1. No, no. You you got to be on VH1 or pop it on there every really? once in a while. I, yeah, I don't think I know any yeah. network that'll play the Last Dragon. You have to own it, which I do. I own the Last or Dragon. Or TV One or BET, they will throw it on there. Yeah, too. you got to be looking. I don't even know. Does Netflix have the Last Dragon? That's a great question. If they don't, I'm gonna lose respect for Netflix. I'm, I'm gonna actually, look for it, so I have no you idea. You know, I'm gonna look. <laughs> they look to go home down. like, damn it, I'm the Last Dragon. Oh, right. it's that up. it's that soul glow. Oh, yeah. so oh, he had the glow. He had the glow. The glow. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Great soundtrack, too. It was an unbelievable soundtrack. Wasn't it Barry Gordy? Barry Gordy was the one. Because that's it was Barry Gordy's last was dragon. Was that one of the ones that basically Barry Gordy did the whole damn soundtrack? It was. That was awesome. And his son was uh, uh, Rockwell. Mm. That's his son. Who was, I always feel like somebody's watching Who was watching the lady? Me. Was it Vanity? It was Vanity. Oh, she was fantastic. She was like... Oh, I'm, I was oh. wondering if you had the soul glow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, she made my soul glow. Thank you. Oh, oh they the said time. Last Dragon is on Amazon. Is it really? I, I, I think it's on HBO Max. Is it looks HBO like you got to pay for it. Oh, I, think it's on HBO Max. I got HBO Max. So do I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah. Someone said it's on Peacock. Okay, well, there you go then. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. I didn't know. I just want to make sure. Hey, saw it last while. week. So, <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, I love it. Oh, man. I love it. What was the movie that hard saw? Was it Purple Rain? Purple Rain, Purple Rain dog. Then, I was like, nobody watches Purple Rain anymore. Purple I was like, Rain. I watch it at I least once it a last month. Week. <laughs> like, every six weeks I watch it. Like, what? Yeah, it's man. It's a Christmas tradition. Purple that Rain, is, man. <laughs> Purple. I don't know why. Hey, everybody wants to call Die Hard a Christmas movie? Mm-mm. Purple Rain is a Christmas <laughs> movie. <laughs> oh, man. That's a depressing Christmas movie. I got to tell you. Very depressing. Okay, here's a random question before we get into this uh, story about college football coaches complaining about transfer portal. It is, since it is the holiday season, our holiday shows, what's the one Christmas movie you have to watch every year? That you got to watch it. That you haven't gone a Christmas in 15 years, whatever, without watching this Christmas movie. I got, I got. Obviously, I watched Christmas Story. 
Like, well, you can't help it. Yeah, uh, Ralphie, it's you all, can't help it. It's they, a, it's they put it on TNT for all like, the time. It's on a loop. Yeah. So I watch oh, that. Fudge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I always watch that one. Yeah, I was good. And then I always watch uh, Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah. Christmas I watch Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Always well watch that one. And then my last one is mm. always First Christmas. By um, it's Ooh, always on one of the big. Yeah, it's on. Oh, it's a black. It's a black one. Oh my bad. Yeah. I should know that. Gotta one, put I guess. that one in there. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, take I'm my saying. black. I'm yeah. some points on my black card. Yeah, for that one. I well, think it's, I've it's, seen first it's Christmas. Dinged up. It's it's dinged like, up. Didn't it like an R and B star on that one? Yes, it was. <laughs> I think it was Chris. It was Chris, <laughs> Chris Brown. Brown. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. I've seen that. All right, give me my points back on my black card. I'll give you. Yeah, I have. You have to do extra credit. You have to do extra credit. You have to do. I don't know if that's what I have to watch for me. And by the way, I've already watched Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation. I watched them so both you're already, already done. I'm already good. You're good. Um, for me, honestly, I hate to say it, I'm, I'm old school. I go old school. I got an old soul. I got to watch This Wonderful Life. Got uh, to. Every damn time. Love me some Donna that's Reed. That's like way back there. Donna Reed was one of the first white women I ever fell in love with. She might have been the first. My mom said I used to sit in front of the TV and watch the Donna Reed show as a child. She okay, couldn't even remove okay. me from the TV because I loved Donna Reed that much. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's always it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life is probably the greatest Christmas movie of all time. I know there is competition, but not, nothing that's still the test of time. Like, it's yeah. a wonderful life. Okay. And now I get to make fun of it a little bit, too, because it is kind of silly. Oh, okay. Parts of it are. I like A little, it. little strange and silly. Like, one of the big things about uh, that, that is silly and it's a wonderful life is that basically Donna Reed's character was considered to be uh, like in the. Oh, I hope I'm not spoiler alert here. No, uh, in the. Uh, in the in it, yeah. 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 Spoiler alert. If you ever seen the, the alternate universe where uh, George Bailey uh, did did not survive and killed himself, she becomes an old maid. Their definition of an old maid back then is simply a woman who works at the library. That's it. She's an old, a single woman that works at the library in her like yep. mid 30s. That's like an old maid. That was considered like the worst thing to happen to yeah. a single woman back then. Yeah, it's a 30 year old woman. Yeah. The library. He's like, yes. no. It's like, yeah. God. Yeah. I was like, she's still pretty damn attractive. I would Very hit on her. So. I'd be at the library hitting on Donna Reed all damn day. But I, that was the worst. <laughs> like, her life was so bad because she was a single woman who worked at the library back then. And it was like, oh, see there. What a sad life. And I was there like, it is. It's not that. <laughs> like she wasn't living in Pottersville or anything. All right. Anyway, hey, the movie is this Christmas, not first Christmas. Uh, this, Christmas. this Christmas. This Christmas. Okay. Yeah. All right. Specs text line already lit up. Give me the one Christmas movie you gotta see. You gotta watch it yeah. every Christmas, even though it's cheesy, and you know you know all the lines to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, someone says, "Yep, Christmas Vacation." I feel that one. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Elf, Die Hard, Very much Story, so. and then Polar Express. Man, they got a nice list there. Friday after next, every Christmas. <laughs> I guess yep. Friday after next is technically yep. a Christmas movie. Uh, then we got two Friday after next. Yep. How about that? I'm telling you, man. People used wow. to get mad at me. I'm, me hmm. and my former co-host That's got crazy. into an argument about Friday after next, and he was like, that is a terrible movie. And I'm like, you'd be surprised Whoa. how many people like that movie. I don't know if it's a terrible It's not a movie. terrible movie. It's it's a it's it, if you understand what the Friday series is. Thank you. It's not a terrible movie. Thank you. You understand what the series Come is all about. We now, is it know. better than Friday and, ne- and next Friday? Never, no. Never. Not it wouldn't close. be at the top. Exactly. Yeah, it it's not even close. But, but if you're watching it for that yes, pleasure, it's like Die Hard. Is Die Hard 3 better than the Die Hard 1 or Die Hard 2? Which one are they on the plane? Is that the second Die, die Hard? 
Hard 2 is on a plane, right? Because Die Hard 3 is Samuel Jackson, right? That was actually pretty good. Yeah, that Die was good. Die Hard 3 I actually like does compete with. Die Hard 2 is terrible. And Die Hard like 4, which is not that great either. They got a fourth one? Oh, they got like a fifth and a yeah, sixth uh, one. Yeah, Die Even one, Harder. And, yeah, I think oh, it's, man, it's a hard day to die. Yeah, and, the fourth <laughs> one is like a... It, I think it's like a fire sale. Where it, like, it's well, like then a, it's like Justin Long is in it as like his kid. Uh, there is one of those too. Yeah, that's, a, that. that's another one where they uh. go over to Russia or something like that. Yeah. But one is like a fire sale, where basically it's like a I don't know. It's like some uh, I don't know some online a terrorist attack on America or something. Some, wow, I did not some know that. Some cyber attack on America. Oh man, dude, you ain't watched all the diehards? No. What is wrong with you, Hards? I'm not, because I'm credibility. A, because I do not want to sit through all of that with Bruce Willis. Oh, dude, Bruce Willis, by no, the way. I agreed. Thoughts he is a, Bruce Willis. Yeah, he's but dealing with some stuff. John McClane, the character Bruce Willis plays in Die Hard, is, in my opinion, the easily the best American action movie hero ever. Ever. Not 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 some more superpowers. Don't give me a superhero movie. I don't want that. He's better don't than Jason your, Bourne. Don't give me your comic movie. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because Jason Bourne was trained to be an assassin. All right, this guy's a New York cop. All right, you talking about the he's fi- trained he's though. A, he's a he's a New York cop. That's it. He is a guy. He's got New York cop training. That's it. He's got cop training. He's not a he's not a CIA. You played in New York. He's you a, gotta have special he's training. C, he's not a CIA operative. That's an assassin that's trained to kill people. Gotcha. He saves the world every day, even though his wife freaking hates him. He's divorced. He's in debt. Kids don't listen to him. He's dealing with the same problems you deal with every day. And on top of that, let me go save the freaking world because that's what I do. Jason Bourne, he don't know who the hell he is half the damn time. Well, but you know what I mean? So that, to me, that makes him a better um, action movie hero. Now, I'm not saying superhero. That means you got superpowers. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, saying yeah. comic book hero. That means you came from a comic book. I'm talking about just action movie heroes. John McClane, Die Hard, might be at the... It's going to be hard for you to top that. Action movie heroes. Jason Bourne. Please. Jason even, Bourne is a beast. Jason Bourne, not even sure he's American. Might be Canadian like Drake. But <laughs> <laughs> I like Drake too. Exactly. Come on, man. Come on, man. Nobody's like unapologetically unapologetically American. I play for Montreal, dog. Nobody's unapologetically American as an as action movie hero like John McClane. Okay. That's our right. that's America's action movie hero. So I'm sitting here looking at Shout out to my man Bruce Willis. Die Hard, a good day. A good day to die hard, live free or die hard. Yeah, die hard with a vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Die hard too exactly. in the original Come Die on, Hard. I did not realize there were that many. I did watch Die Hard with a vengeance because so that's that? the one with it's Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. How many is that? Then six. That's five. That's five. five. Okay. Yeah. And I think now they got to be done because Bruce Willis got some health issues. Yeah. yeah. God bless Bruce Willis. There was five of them. Wow, I did not realize there were five diehards. And Bruce Willis, oh man. Yeah, anyway, I'm going to Bruce Willis conversation. All right, anyway, let's get to let's get back to this. Let's get back to this story about tampering cuz this is a cool, <laughs> it's a crazy story. Hey, Bruce Willis, let's get to tampering. Let's go. <laughs> I have a good segue. I apologize. <laughs> uh, okay, so there are m- multiple coaches now that have gone on the record, gentlemen, to complain about Love tampering mm-hmm. in college football. And this is tampering the transfer portal. Tampering defined as basically you Prior to a player being in the transfer portal, you going to a player, communicating with a player to poach that player from the roster of another team. Now, in, once they're in the transfer portal, hey, all's fair in yep, love and yep, war. Yep, yeah, and you yep. can do whatever you want to do. But when they're still on someone else's roster and not in the transfer portal, it actually is against the rules for you to communicate with that person and try to woo them and lure them into the transfer portal. 
Well, well, let's also state, though, mm. NIL isn't it directly that you need to be enrolled and on campus Very to true. receive. So technically, yes. NIL conversations should not mm. be happening while they're in the transfer Ever. as well. Also Those are supposed to be happening once they have signed right. with the right. team because it is not supposed to help with recruiting. We Very all know true. it does. But technically, in the rule book, that's the way it is. You're right. They are inextricably linked, but they shouldn't be. <laughs> they are yeah. considered to be linked. They, they're using NIL to lure these these people off a of roster. I think it's happening with women, too, by the way, in women's sports. So Absolutely. I'm going to say student, at, student athletes. Student athletes. So let's talk about Mac Brown first. He went on the record, and Mac Brown's not afraid to do this. He went on the record first, and he said um, he confirms that Drake May had offers from other programs for a lot of money. He said. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said May chose to stay. Mac Brown said he sat down with a UNC starter, and everybody knows that was Drake May. Uh, he said a team was offering him millions of dollars. How about this? I got this report today um, via Twitter from. Let me make sure I get the man's name right. Andrew Filipponi. He is a uh, a radio host in uh, Pittsburgh on ninety three seven The Fan. He had Coach Pat Narduzzi on from Pittsburgh, who said he heard that two schools offered Drake May $5 million to transfer. He won't say who, but he knows who. And he said it's gotten out of control. Quote, um, it's sad. It's really a sad deal about uh, tampering in the uh, tampering with players on other rosters. Uh, Jake, I believe it's Jake Dickert, mm-hmm. uh, the Washington State coach. I apologize if I got his name wrong. I didn't mean to do that. But I think it's Jake Dickert. Um, he said, quote, <clears throat> There's more tampering going on than you could ever imagine. We've had guys contact our players' parents. We had a coach from another school contact one of our players and offer him an NIL deal. A coach! So there's more things going on behind the scenes than you, uh, that you can't imagine. You can't even imagine the things that are happening to try and pry our players away from this place. And as we pointed out, an athletic staff member or representative of an institution um, interest shall not make contact with student athletes um, um, from another D1 institution directly or indirectly without first obtaining authorization through notification uh, of the transfer process. So even indirectly, third parties, you're not supposed to be contacting these uh, young men and women. Um, um, My man, Jeff Trailer. He went on the record as well, um, and, and Jeff Trailer has recently uh, caused a lot of uproar uh, because mm-hmm. in San Antonio, he's basically claiming the exact same thing that's being claimed by Mac Brown, um, also what is being claimed by Jake Dickert. He is saying that players are trying to poach his talent. He actually added the NCAA in his tweet. Yeah, they tagged him. He said, he tagged him. He tagged him. He said, Dear at NCAA football, how does UTSA football, how at UTSA football, report Power 5 schools who are trying to poach our young talent? How much evidence do we really need to make this not be a part of our game? And this is the way I, because I know a lot of these coaches, and I've actually had this take on the air before. Unfortunately, based on the NCAA's current stance and their current status, being they're toothless and nobody respects them. Um, this is basically, tampering is basically the most violated NCAA rule now on the books. Correct. Consider it to be speeding, which is considered by law enforcement to be the most, the, the most frequently broken law in America. Everybody speeds. Your mama speeds. Your kids speed. You speed. We all speed. We all speed for ice cream. We are. 
We all we all do. We, yeah. all, we all speed. Yeah. We're going to yeah. five miles over the you know speed limit or ten Absolutely. miles over the speed limit. We Absolutely. all speeding. All right. Yep. That's tampering, folks. That's tampering. Everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who exactly is doing it, but everybody's doing it. Doesn't Everybody. make it right. I ain't saying Doesn't I agree with it, it right. but everybody's tampering. This is why I know everybody's tampering, because even if they're not tampering directly, they're doing it indirectly. Yep. The truth is nobody can prove it. So, yes, you, there may be a 1% to 5% of the schools who are choosing not to do it, but from my, what, what I have, the information I've been able to gather, most frequently violated rule in the NCAA now, it is speeding, and everybody does it. Agreed. Agreed. And I've talked to college coaches as well. I've got multiple of them that are my friends and I've grown up with and some that I've covered over the last couple years. They said it's more frequent than what you think. And it's something that needs to be regulated. But we've talked about it. We've talked about the NCAA. They're pretty much done. They're spineless right now. They Mm -hmm. don't have a say in the conversation anymore. So for you to... For Jeff Trailer to be able to do that, that's why he felt so free to do it. Exactly. And because they know ain't nothing going to happen, but they want to put it out there. So when you start to see all these different kids that are jumping from school to school, and everybody can also say, everybody thinks about Alabama, they think about Georgia, they think about Tennessee, they think about the University of Texas, and those schools are the ones that are being poached. No, 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 no. It's like we talked about. You don't want to be the breeding ground as a, a three-star that you develop and then all of a sudden, all these other schools are looking at him like, oh, my gosh, this kid, oh, we missed on him. We had a previous relationship with his high school coach, and we missed on him. Now we can go and get him because it's that easy. No, 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 no. It's not that easy anymore. It is because the NCAA has no regulation, no jurisdiction over the conversation anymore. But for them to put it out there and letting it be known – those are conversations that we've had over years, and I've been having them with coaches like you, Rod, over mm-hmm. the last couple of years where it's like, man, I can't keep kids. Nope. I can't keep them because everybody else is offering them more than what we can do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wish we could do more. I just can't. I totally agree. Yeah. That is uh, that is the impression I've gotten, too. And I went and looked at a an article uh, from ESPN just from a year ago. Um, and had some uh, anonymous and assistant, uh, anonymous quotes from uh, different assistants, Power Five assistants, and head coaches. And here, one assistant at a high, a high level Power Five program knew two of his high school, his uh, his school's best young players. He said one on offense and one on defense were being actively recruited by other programs. In fact, he said it was unbelievable how many coaches were reaching out to players on his team's roster. This is from ESPN, right, by the way. Right. Um, one uh, assistant said uh, the cheaters. They just keep on cheating. That's all they do. <laughs> um, text. Uh, what? Uh, another uh, quote here from Tom Van Heron. Um, he says he talked to an SEC head coach who said, with one player last season, I got four calls from four different conferences. The this is actually from a, a SEC. Uh, sorry, it's a high school coach. So that who said he was talking about a player that was going to SEC. He says with one player last season, I got four calls from four different conferences. The high school coach said, "Is he happy? They're not using him like we would use him. These are SEC, Big Ten, and some big name schools." So essentially, this coach even saying, "I'm being used as a third party um, by a lot of college uh, college coaches." Um, to try to reach out and communicate certain messages to players, those who are trying to find a loophole in the NCAA rule. Um, Which, by the way, there is is no loophole because even the NCAA rule does account for 
third party contact. NCAA rules uh, disallow third party tampering and coach instructed player tampering. The problem is you'd have to basically have text messages and phone records to be able to prove this contact and communication. The NCAA has no subpoena power, so they wouldn't be able to subpoena these records. And by the way, the players and the coaches have no incentive, if there is no subpoena power, to work with the NCAA. They don't respect them. They don't like them. So the NCAA is the only institution that can enforce these rules, and they are unwilling to enforce these rules. Right now they're laissez-faire when it comes to enforcing these rules, and everybody knows that. So since it's the wild, wild west, why would you regulate yourself when the NCAA is unwilling to do so? Well, and then what's really unfortunate is the kids who get caught up in it because if you're a coach or a a, uh, NIL prospect somebody who's going to pay you or whatever else Mm -hmm. and they go hey man we need a wide receiver right but i don't know which wide receiver i'm going to get so i got to reach out to 10 wide receivers to try and get that's true now i'm taking one wide receiver but i've told 10 to get in the transfer portal because i'm going to pay them and now nine guys have left the school they were at left the college they were supposed to get a degree from everything else to jump into a transfer portal because they thought they had an offer on the table my biggest my biggest that right there is where you go hey man look i get it and the school's getting messed around that's a problem it should be fixed but the kids that are getting hurt by this because it is all illegal, so because no one can be nothing can be done and nothing can be on board and nothing can be above the table, they can basically be lied to by these powers because they know, man, my check's clearing at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if I get like if you're in the NFL, they go, hey, we're bringing in six guys to try out for this wide receiver position, and you know from day one, hey, man, I'm trying out. Yep. But when they lie to you and tell they you, say you're a starter, you yeah, start man, you, you, we, we would use you right, and yeah. then they don't even recruit you in. Like, in recruiting, at least everyone knows, hey, man, they have this many offers they can put out. They have this many scholarships, right? So, like, at least now, especially with so many people covering it, you can track scholarships. So you can't really overpromise 35, 40 scholarships. Yeah. It's still but in the transfer portal, you can. Them. Yeah. But in, in recruiting, you can't. You can say, hey, we're interested, but we can't offer you just yet. But if this guy doesn't and this guy doesn't, we're trying to make something work out. But in transfer portal, you just go, hey, yeah, no, man, we really need, we really, we'd use you. We really think you're really good. And then, hey, what about it? Oh, sorry, we filled up. Yeah, and I think you've seen that, right? How many guys from Texas have we seen go into the transfer portal and come back? Yep. Yeah. And decide, yeah, you know what? I don't like I don't like the way that guy's talking. I don't like what I'm hearing. So I'm going back yeah. <laughs> to something yeah. a little bit more for show. I'm, I'm not passing up my for show for some more. And it end up with no. We end Every, up with no. Yeah, everybody's been there before. I don't know if y'all have been there, but I've been there before. Hey, <laughs> your boy has. Too. I think we all have, <laughs> um, and that's what the transfer portal represents. So I think it's uh, it's there's no doubt there's tampering going on. I agree with Patrick largely. There's a there's a ton of um, there's a lack of civility uh, when it comes to recruiting in the transfer portal. And man, you better make sure you you know you you're on your p's and q's. You have um, to stay in your game and and try to figure out okay. Is this legit or is this some BS? And that's the biggest thing, and that's where the minutia. If you mm-hmm. believe in your guy, if you're that kid and you believe in yourself that you're going to find a home, then you can go and do what you want to. But there's so many kids that don't find a home, and yep. we talked about that before, yep. and it continues to rear its ugly head as we speak right now. Yep, and one of the things that also is understated is there's an NBA-like mentality now with the transfer portal in college sports where the players are doing a lot of the recruiting 
for coaches. Yeah. Coaches know that. Homie the, to homie. Yes. Pre-existing yeah. relationships are big. Also, NCAA cannot touch pre-existing relationships that happen with these guys because they meet at camps and they, uh, you know, hang. They talk to each other on social media and they get to know each other through various different circles. And now you can recruit players through their former high school teammates, through their former high school coaches, through their trainers. Oh, uh, for sure. And now they're using parents as well. So some of, and this may be a loophole, but some of these uh, coaches are deciding. No, no, I'm just going to go third or fourth party and that's how I'll reach that player and it's turned into an absolute mess. Yeah. Um, we so. can say that the the ruling that the schools can be more involved with NIL is more a step in the right direction of all right, well at least now you don't have NIL promising scholarships to kids that aren't getting scholarships and promising things because they're not able to have full conversations with coaches. So to be able to make it so the coach can actually go, do not pay this kid. I am not sign I'm not signing him. Yeah. That, that's a step in the right direction, but you have a lot more steps to go to where it's even close to being right. Yeah, there's not enough transparency yet. Right. Uh, all right, what you got coming up on Hearts Knock Life? I want to bring up a couple things that have happened throughout the uh, college football season. We've been talking about it, but there was a bill provision that was clearing the path for an Army football player that was just signed away, and I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on that. But I also want to give you some numbers about some of the quarterbacks that will be in the playoffs this uh, year in the NFL. All right, for sure. Uh, all right, a little hodgepodge coming up. Hard Knock Life on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 149 The Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! It's your boy Hardball Hards here, and welcome back to uh, Top of the Charts Tuesday right here on Ball Don't Lie. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hards. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And you can follow my man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. So hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And don't forget, tomorrow is National Signing Day. So there will be a lot of coverage that will be going on from start to finish, starting first thing in the morning with B&E, rolling in to light the tower, also with Chad and Zay, and of course with my man Rob Babers and myself, Harbaugh Harge, and my man, Patrick Davis on ball, don't lie. And as we continue to talk about, you know, the transfer portal and what is expected when when each team uh, across the country as a university, you're trying to get your first round picks, you're trying to get your second round picks, future players that are going to be a huge part of the success of the program. And one of the biggest stories that has been coming out for years is the Texas Longhorns not having a first round pick. Well, it, that streak is supposed to be um, broken up as B. John Robinson announced yesterday that he will be entering the the draft and he will probably more than likely be the first running back off the board. We're all hoping that we've all looked at that, but we also go back to look at his time when he first got to the university. But as we talk about that, one of the th- positions that is always talked about is the quarterback position. The quarterback position is the prime position. It's the one that everybody continues to look at and and saying, well, this will be the future of your program. This will change the narrative of your program. And, of course, you want to look at them as possibly being a first-round pick, whether it's number one overall or 
the number 32 pick. So as you sit back and you're looking at all this signing day, you want to look at it and say, all right, who's going to be this guy that we look at as a first-round pick? One of the guys, Quinn Ewers. If we're going to talk about the University of Texas, you're looking at Quinn Ewers as possibly being a first-round pick because of the numbers that he's put up and being that perfect uh, score as a five-star recruit. We're also looking at it right now with Arch Manning. He is that guy, another perfect score going across the board. But the reason why I bring all that up is as we look at our NFL football teams, we're trying to figure out, is this guy going to lead us to the next level? Rod, you've been talking about it a lot, looking at how the Houston Texans, are they going to be able to pick that first-round pick that is going to change it? Mm -hmm. Right now, it looks like it's Bryce Young. That's what all the mocks are. Some people are looking at C.J. Stroud. I heard E. Hogan today said they'll probably draft Will Levis and mess it up. You know, there's Mm -hmm. so many things that can happen. (laughs) But it also, as you make this draft pick, you're trying to change your franchise with that pick. So I wanted to go through a list, and I saw this today online and they were talking about the quarterbacks that are currently in the NFL playoffs. This is people that are are already clinched their spots or as you're looking at the rankings and trying to figure out, okay, who's number one, who's number two, and all the way down. There's seven teams that will be in it. The first round by obviously is the team that has the best record in each side of it. So as I was looking through this, I saw it. So as number one, you look at Jalen Hurts. Mm. Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, these are the top, the, the, the top three. And then you go Tom Brady, uh, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, and Taylor Heineke are the ones in the NFC. Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. Kirk Cousins was a fourth-round pick. Brock Purdy was the last pick hmm. in the NFL draft. Tom Brady, although we consider him the GOAT, let's not forget he was a sixth-round pick. Uh, Dak Prescott, fourth-round pick. Daniel Jones, sixth overall first-rounder. And Taylor Heineke was living in his car at one point (laughs) and trying to figure out if he's going to make it in the NFL, Mm. and he ended up doing that. And that is strictly the NFC part of this. Now let's go to the AFC. And this is where you start looking around it, and you're going, wait, what? How did this all go about? AFC. Josh Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Tua Tungavaloa. Josh Allen was the seventh overall pick in the first round. Patrick Mahomes was the tenth overall pick Mm -hmm. in the first round. Joe Burrow was one of one. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was the eighth overall pick in the first round. Lamar Jackson was the 32nd overall pick. Justin Herbert was the sixth overall pick, and Tua Tungavaloa was the fifth overall pick. a lot of draft capital. There's a lot of draft capital when you start to look at how it all breaks down. Mm. And when you're looking at leadership, and this is something that we've talked about for quite some time, and you're trying to figure out, hey, is this guy worthy enough to lead our team to the promised land? There's so many variations of who can bring you and who can't. It's true. And how many stories we've seen. Don't forget, just last year, Miami was trying to get rid of Tua. Mm. And the year before that, they were tanking for Tua. 
how quick the terms of the quarterback position changes for you. You start looking at Ryan Tannehill. People have questioned Ryan Tannehill since the time he got into the NFL. He was a high first-round pick. I remember when he was with the Miami Dolphins and he was drafted by the Dolphins. I was sitting with my friend who was a Dolphin fan. He was like, what are we doing? Like, Ryan Tannehill played wide receiver when he first got in college. Then he became the quarterback, and now he is leading the Tennessee Titans. Although people still question, is he a franchise quarterback? They paid him like he was. And then you look at what we got a chance to see with uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, you you talked about this ad nauseum, Rod, about how he was the most sacked quarterback in NFL history to lead his team to the Super Bowl. And it's still happening. But what are we seeing right now? Nobody wants that smoke. Nobody. Nobody wants the smoke. And then we also can look at what is going on in Detroit. Jared Goff was cast off. People didn't like him. People were like, man, we're going to trade him. Get him out of here. Jared Goff is one of the most prolific passers in the NFL this year. It's balling. And they have an opportunity that they may make the playoffs if they continue. They just won, what, they were 1-6 and six or 1-7, and seven, and now they just won seven straight games. Mm-hmm. And now they're, they're even. <laughs> they're even. They're 7-7 seven and seven right now and still have an opportunity that they may get into the playoffs. Oh, no, they, they might be one of the hottest teams in the league. They are the hottest yeah. team in they're the league. The Nobody wants teams. that smoke from them. <clears throat> Nobody wants to face them right now. So my point of all of this is, you, you you win some and you lose some. And you're looking at that quarterback position and mm-hmm. you're still trying to get it right. That is the one position that people are more wrong than right in the NFL. Yeah. Because you, it, you have to be in the right system. And, the only, and another reason why I bring this up, Rod, is because of what you've been talking about. Is Bryce Young the right choice for the Houston Texans? Good question. And that is where all the hopes and realizations happen. You start looking at what Baker Mayfield was. And I know people are Baker, Baker, I'm a hater type of people. <laughs> but you look at what Baker was. He was a walk-on. He went on mm-hmm. to be the number – he won the Heisman Trophy. And then he became the number one overall pick. But we talked about it. Baker was in a system at um, at, uh, Cle- at Cleveland. Okay, yeah. Where he had five different offensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith was the number one mm-hmm. overall offense. I mean, number one overall pick in the NFL by San Francisco. Not only did he have more, I think he had four head coaches. He had six offensive coordinators. You, if for you to be successful in the NFL, you have to be in the right system. It doesn't matter how good your arm is. It doesn't matter how smart you are. If your coaching staff is subpar i.e. Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, people were ready to write Trevor Lawrence off. Look what happened when he got with Doug Peterson, who played quarterback in the NFL, was a Super Bowl winning coach in the NFL, and made it work with multiple quarterbacks in the NFL. Now Trevor Lawrence is one of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL. It's amazing to me how we can continue to always put the pressure on the quarterback and put the franchise on the quarterback. 
but we don't put all the pressure in the franchise on the coach and the offensive coordinator as well. Mm-hmm. That is something that we need to pay attention to and not always write off a quarterback because he didn't throw the ball well or he's not winning ball games. There's a multitude of things that you have to dissect and break down before you can cast somebody off, yep. and that is something that's important. Before we transition out of this, I wanted to bring this up. Um, Army has a linebacker named Andre Carter II, who is projected to be the 22nd pick in the NFL draft. As we all know, when you look at the NFL game, I mean the Army, Navy, Air Force, and all the other schools that are are military backgrounds – most of the time, they're not allowed to go to the NFL. They're not allowed to go straight to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a bill that was passed on Tuesday that uh, has decided that they're going to make a provision for him to be able to be in the NFL draft this year. Because most of the time, if I'm not mistaken, I think they have to go serve their military time for like four years, I believe it is, before they can get into the NFL. We heard about it in NBA with mm-hmm. David Robinson. We've heard about it before with Napoleon uh, Kaufman. And now there is a new rule. Chad Henning, who was a Dallas yep. Cowboys, was in the Air Force. Roger Staubach. Everybody had to go before the courts to be able to get this passed. Well, a bill has been passed by the Senate last week to revoke the 2019 ruling. And Carter, who is projected as uh, Mel Kuyper's number 22 draft pick in the NFL draft, he now will be able to be eligible for the NFL draft. So I understand that everybody wants these young men to serve their country, and that is what they signed up for. But some of these guys have now got an opportunity because of how well they played while serving their country as these guys, they get a chance to get an opportunity to be drafted in the NFL. And I'm glad that now he has an opportunity to enter the NFL draft without having to deal with the um, the service. Yeah. Um, so, no, that is, uh, that's a cool story. Obviously, um, he's a man of great character. Absolutely. Um, Andre Carter II. So make sure that you pay attention to that guy. Yeah, good story there. All right, uh, Good Heart Stock Life. We'll come back. Uh, we'll come back and get into it off the record. O.J. Simpson wants to set the record straight. Arenta. I know. Right here on Paul Don't Lie, I want to put another horn. D.D. Mega Doodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain bag comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Welcome back. The ball don't lie right here on 104.9. The Horn. I want to get to this story really quickly. We don't have a ton of time here. My man OJ's in the news again. OJ Simpson went on a podcast, the Full Sin podcast. Of course. And he addressed the speculation, gentlemen, that's been out there for years. He wants to set the record straight that he is not, repeat, not the father of 
uh, what most people say, Khloe Kardashian. Doom, doom, doom. That's like yeah. Lori. He's you are not the father. You are not the father. <laughs> he went on this podcast. He said for years people have been throwing out uh, that speculation, and he said uh, he he basically didn't sleep with Chris Jenner. She ain't his type. Number oh, one, ooh, she ain't got blonde hair. She ain't his type. Whatever that is, we all got a type, I guess. I like them <laughs> bootylicious, but hey, whatever hey, you now. like. Um, and he said I didn't sleep with her, and Chloe um, Kardashian is not his kid. First of all. I mean, do we believe O.J. Simpson? Can we O.J. Simpson ain't necessarily the, considered the most honest person out there. Right. He's still looking. He is still looking for the killer. That's he it. is still looking. <laughs> uh, what, is, what, what is the reward on that? Uh, him looking in the mirror every morning. <laughs> oh, when oh, he gets, so no reward anymore? <laughs> no reward oh, no anymore. Reward. He's just yeah. looking. Okay. No, I, I, you know what he said, though? If he would have hooked up with her, if he did it, <laughs> yeah. if he hooked up with her, he would have wrapped it up. So he could have been the father. Yeah, there it is. If he did it. OJ, OJ would have wrapped it By up. By the way, if who's booking OJ you on must your podcast? Hey, who's booking OJ on your podcast in 2022? Oh, dude, I would take over. We have oh, OJ we got it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've already. I've, <laughs> I know, listen, I know, I know. that will be Who the most listened to. I remember Trey, Trey was trying to get OJ on, I believe, too, with Trey was there. People still want OJ. I'll talk to OJ. Well, they still I would talk want to OJ. I would talk to OJ. I'm I, still trying to get Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> actually, honestly, I would take I would take OJ over Kanye. Yeah, I actually would. Yeah. I take OJ over Kanye because actually OJ hasn't been canceled, uh, but uh, Kanye uh, has. Uh, <laughs> well, well, because what you of can them? murder somebody allegedly and not get canceled, but yeah. you become a straight up racist, people will cancel you all day. Look, being a racist is worse than being an alleged murderer. Yep, yep. In America, yeah, it is. No, I mean, because Snoop is an alleged murderer. Hell, Ray Lewis is an alleged exactly. murderer. There are lots of guys alleged murderers that you like. I like that guy. Alleged murderer? No, way worse to be a, a racist than an alleged murderer in well, America. Well, to be a, especially an out and out like, hey, I'm just gonna tell you that I'm cool with Hitler. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> Things you, you shouldn't be saying yeah, yeah. just in general. That I'm like, yeah, I don't want to give well, this guy a platform. Alex Jones or, trying to walk yeah, you back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, no, no, you good? No, he don't, he didn't mean he likes Hitler. He didn't mean that. Uh, yes, yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. he said he liked some of the things Hitler did. I believe technically, but anyway, don't don't try and make it I'm better. Sorry, I'm not trying to walk it back. He didn't walk it back. I said. I take OJ over Kanye, okay? <laughs> the racial draft again? I take oh, I'm gonna draft OJ before I draft Kanye in the racial draft. How about that? <laughs> How about that? If Dave Chappelle's racial draft today, OJ gets drafted by black folks, and we say, you know what? Y'all can have Kanye, white people. Y'all can have him. And white people are like, nah, he going undrafted. No, nah, he's like, <laughs> I'm still undrafted. trying to figure it out if I'm gonna get them Yeezys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what? Okay, I'll say this. You know what my all-time theory was about OJ and the whole murder and all that? The alleged murder, sorry. He did it? <laughs> That's not a conspiracy. That's theory. not a conspiracy. I'm just. What I believe is that OJ and his woman Nicole Brown, and probably a lot of women back then, but I think they were into the swinging seventies. One thousand percent. And I believe they were swinging heavily, like hardcore swinging. And oh, actually, 1, in that community, they were in the Brentwood community. It's known for being like it was like a heavily swinging community back then. I mean, Kato Kalen was in the guest house. Exactly. exactly. It was yep. a freaky weird. Ding, I think they were just, ding, 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 they, were just ding. they were just swingers, and it just I think it was swinging going wrong. Honestly, yep. I think OJ got a little too. Because remember, Marcus Allen was a part of this too at one point. Marcus Allen and his wife allegedly in the OJ Simpson suicide note, mm-hmm. they said Marcus Allen and his wife Catherine Ramitch, our ex-wife at the time. Because Marcus Allen and Nicole Brown Simpson allegedly also had a little. You know what I mean? 
So, yes. Yeah. What, what? Oh, no, go, go research. I wouldn't be down the rabbit hole. So, apparently, allegedly, Marcus Allen and Nicole Brown Simpson allegedly oh, yeah, that's had a little allegedly. something, something going on. All right. She liked and running backs from USC. She was down with the Brown. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, she yep, liked yep, USC. All right. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep, go Trojans. Yep, exactly. Uh, never wore one, but <laughs> go Trojans. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, this is Chick Faye Resnick. If you watch Real Housewives, you know she, she once wrote a book, too, also claiming you know, some weird stuff going on. I think they were all swinging. I think the Robert Kardashian and, and Kris Jenner were swinging, or Kris Kardashian, she was, whatever, Kris Kardashian at the time. She was swinging. Marcus Allen and his wife were swinging. Nicole and OJ were swinging. And I think Faye Resnick and some other people, I think they were getting after it. And then I think OJ, after she, uh, Nicole Brown might have failed for Marcus a little too hard, yep. I think OJ mm-hmm. didn't like the way that went down. And I think some other things may have gone wrong. Sometime. I'm not saying it led to the murder, but I'm saying swinging was definitely in the equation. I'm not saying it was the reason for the murder. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying swinging was in it, but nobody talks about that. I yep. think one thing we can agree on is things went wrong. Yeah. So much <laughs> things went wrong. Uh, a lot of things yeah. went wrong, my brother. Yeah, uh, but yeah. hey, man, and you know what? Johnny Cochran is dead. So exactly that, that case proved Johnny Cochran to be one of the greatest lawyers in the history of American like the legal system. Period. Yeah. Everybody because wanted him as his lawyer. Every that. person. Well, because everybody knew he was yeah. guilty, and you got him off. You were David yep. Mulligetta, essentially. Everybody and knew you got him off. Watson didn't deserve a guaranteed <laughs> deal, and you got him a guaranteed deal. How the hell you do it? How the hell you get him off? How do you do that? That hey, dude is like, amazing. It was before we knew what DNA, how he basically made us distrust DNA evidence before we knew yeah, what yeah. DNA evidence was. He was like, DNA evidence? That witchcraft? You don't want to trust that? Now we know, like, oh, actually, Just, DNA evidence is like the one <laughs> it's the one piece of evidence now that will convict you over anything else. Yeah. 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 Just <laughs> that guy walk in the house and be like, I found some panties in the bed. He'd be like, everyone's got panties in the bed now. <laughs> Y'all got to get me mad? Because yeah. everybody brings panties in the bed. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. you, you think you, you're crazy for being mad about it. Exactly. No, I mean, how about this, though? Remember Johnny Cochran refused to represent R. Kelly? You remember this? Right, I do remember Like, that. he represented good, Michael good Jackson. Call. That's what I'm good like, call. That's a, that's a hell of an indictment on R. Kelly. Yep. He represented Michael Jackson. Yep, OJ was that. like, oh, no, R. Kelly. Uh, nah, I'm sorry, brother. You, yep. I don't like your case. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to keep this moving. <laughs> yeah, we're like, nah, bro. Your case scared uh, Johnny Cochran. Yep. So I can't. Yeah, he ain't getting drafted in the racial draft either. No, they've mm. all been traded. He's gonna be undrafted. Yeah, they'll be like, man, can't believe he went undrafted. R. Kelly went undrafted. Yeah, yeah. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. R. Racial draft undrafted. A lot of talent, but he had a lot of character yeah, issues. Yeah, a lot of character. There <laughs> exactly. you go. Let him drop in the draft. Exactly. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into Cowboys on the other side. Uh, talk about uh, Cowboys, Eagles, and why the Cowboys are such sizable favorites in that matchup coming up Christmas Eve. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful, on the horn.